For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Welcome to another Fragments of Silicon Review. Uh, this week we are taking on Warfinder. Uh, so this is a bit off. This is just a bit off the beaten path for us. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe a smidge or two. Like, for one, we actually weren't given a copy of this game by the developer because it's free to play. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, to further quantify that, I was never given... I haven't been given any, like, co- DLC codes for the game yet. But, you know, that's the the actual interview for this game is happening next season, so you know, and I haven't been in personal contact with the devs yet. But it's, it's a free to play game with pretty good free playability, so yeah, more on that later. Yeah, more on that later. Yeah, so um, War Thunder is a free to play. Um, it's called an MMO, but I wouldn't. From what I've seen, the the M in that isn't really M. Like it, it's, it's not... honestly more like playing Battlefield. Yeah, it is kind of massive, and it is multiplayer, and there can yeah, be a it, lot of people playing at the same time, but they're not all playing in the same world. Yeah, when you think MMOs, you think persistent worlds. This is more this is more akin to like FPS mechanics, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Even though it's a TPS, a third person. But um, yeah, it, it's an it it calls itself an MMO. Um, I don't know. It's like though player sizes seem to be like squadrons of about seven to eight. Mm-hmm. You know, and like uh, I don't know, match sizes seem to be about sixteen. Yeah, mind you, this was on the random battle uh, thing. There was a custom battle mode. We didn't actually we didn't uh, fuss around. We didn't have enough people for that. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, that, that is kind of one of the down, down things, downsides of this. Um, I, I, I'm guessing the uh, the whole MMO thing comes down to you know your your a squadron of mates, like you know yeah. seven eight people, like mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise it doesn't really make sense. Anyway, getting back on track here, it is an. Uh, it is a third-person shooter um, that primarily takes place in World War II. Right now, all the content uh, available is World War II focused. But looking through the game, they they're going to have um, uh, vehicles outside of that time zone, like mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, uh, stuff from, like, the Korean War is going to show up, which is really, which is actually a really long time in terms of technology between World mm-hmm. War Two. Yeah, by the Korean War, they had plenty of helicopters and jet, some jet planes. Uh, World War Two, pretty much the end of World War Two is when there started being the first real jet fighters. Right. And they're also going back a bit to having some Spanish Civil War stuff. I mean, technically you could file that under World War II conflicts because that was kind of one of the run-ups to World War II. But, you know, when World War II started is actually the subject of an intense historical debate. And no, I'm not kidding about that. And it's beyond the scope of this podcast. Yeah, I'm like... The earliest possible answer is, well, it's really the same thing as World War One. so 19-whatever well, year World War One yeah. started. When did that caveman first pick up that stick? That's the start of every world war, so there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, and it's got a real focus on, you know, military hardware and all that. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm assuming that all these, that all the vehicles portrayed here are real world. I'm, yeah, they are. Yeah, like, you know, admittedly, I'm not. I was never one for uh, military history minutia. Mm-hmm, I guess yeah. that's not minutia, but still. Uh, like at least from the vehicles that we saw, they were yeah. period correct to many of the battles in World War Two. Right. Mm-hmm. And we um, three of us did a multiplayer session on Friday to learn the ins and outs of the games as much as we could. It would have been four of us, but somebody had a power outage for six hours. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, so Ogre's going to be sitting this one out. Uh, but, but let's see. And um, I'm not sure if Petty Fan has posted uh, the video to YouTube yet, but... I have not. You know, yeah, we recorded that. That was streamed over Twitch. Um... In the video, um, we cover the game much more extensively. Uh, Like, I go through all of the menus and explain what what does and how all the currencies operate. You know, so I didn't have to do it here and bog down the review with it. Yeah. You know. I might just make that its own separate video when I throw it to YouTube. That's probably a good idea, you know. That's, what, half an hour? Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it was a long time, but I'm like, this is, you know, the menu systems are really fucking deep. Yeah. Like, you know, you can, like, you can get long, you can spend hours on the menus themselves, not really doing anything. This has actually happened to me. So, but, um, the brief takeaway is, okay, as far as the, how the free-to-play elements work, there are four currencies, um, and... They're all kind of interrelated to each other. Like right. once again, see the video for more details. Um, and you can get uh, the currency by actually playing the game. And while you can buy currency, while you can like you can buy you can do the typical free to play stuff of you know buy the power ups, buy the um, money enhancer enhancers and whatnot. Yeah, I think I think it's worth mentioning that in this game, a lot of MMOs that have a premium currency... I'm getting to it. Ones. 
sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's got all that stuff, but unlike a lot of free-to-play games, it's all de-emphasized. Like, I'm sure if you played a, you know, if you played a free-to-play game, you know how they operate. You know, <laughs> it, it's like, you know, th- they have that shit front and center. You know, it's like after every um, round or match or whatever, you'll get an advertisement for, hey, why don't you spend some real-world money on this fake money to buy this power-up or buy more time or what have you. And War Thunder actually doesn't do that. You know, you can actually play this game without spending money on it. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, that isn't to say that you, you know... You can't spend money, or you can't sink a lot of money into this, because you know. Once again, this is covered more in the video, um, where we go over like the deal, the DLC options. But um, the DLC is very hefty. Like, <laughs> you know, starting packs are um, six to ten dollars, and it goes all the way up to like a hundred and fifty. So uh, yeah, and I think that's for all the DLC. Yeah, well, that's not like all the DLC, all the DLC. No, th- that is a pack. Oh, I thought that was a, oh, the, no, just the no, total no, pack. No. Good lord. No, yeah, you could literally spend hundreds of dollars on just the DLC. Probably up to, uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I haven't done the math, but maybe $1,000. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen games with worse, but, you know, th- this is a looking at you of all, all lap, though. It's like, and this is, like, this is where you get, like, vehicles, and probably the most egregious um, lock is single-player content, because mm-hmm. you, there are actually single-player missions in this game. Um, you can't unlock them unless you, like, purchase vehicles, or actually outright purchase them via packs. Yeah. So, if you're looking to solo this game... Uh, investments either through time or uh, I'm honestly not sure if you can unlock vehicles via like in-game currency. I didn't see anything uh, connected to that. It looks like yeah. you just I think you can. I think you can like buy light bulbs to research them immediately or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's more you can unlock them. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's what we. You know, you unlock the vehicles. But I'm not sure if the, you know, I, I'm not sure if the single-player content is unlocked by you using the in-game currency. That's something we weren't able to test out, mm-hmm. I'm saying. So, yeah, free-to-play elements are surprisingly good. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, and the skill level Really, uh, one of the defining features of this game is scalability. Mm-hmm. This, this is the most scalable game I've ever seen. Like, well, because it, um, in terms of, like, controls, it goes all the way from arcade to um, full realistic. Uh, yeah. yeah, like break out your simulator sticks and go to town. Yeah. Level realistic. Yeah, like, like you know, in arcade battles, everything's really simple. You know, keyboard, like, shit. Uh, if, 
you know, flying's pretty easy, you know, controlling tanks is, you know, um, you've got um, aim assists on and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got your lead uh, target. Um, you know, even on the simpler modes, this does adhere to some real world stuff like, you know, You've got to adjust, like with your tank. You've got to make sure you adjust for momentum and stuff, or elevation and whatnot. Yeah, you've actually got to calculate some shit, or else you know you're not going to be very effective. Yeah, and apparently, if you actually know something about how tanks work, they actually have the proper markings, so right. you can actually do that kind of calculations in game without just kind of winging it. Yeah, and it's also worth noting damage is very realistic as well. Like, you know, there were there were times where I got obliterated pretty quickly because somebody shot shot out my crew. Yeah. And you can do that. Like, you know, you can like aim in between the holes in the tank and hit people. Yeah, or just blow up their engine. Uh-huh. Or hit their ammunition ca- uh cachet. Uh, and so on and so forth. And, you know, th- there are two major parts to the game. There are tank battles, and there are plane battles. And plane battles are further split off into at least three sections. You've got your fighters. What are your, uh, what are your most basic um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> type of flight mission? Because let's all take out the enemy kind of the, uh, and gar- guarding your bomber. Yeah, hint. Uh, I think the next one's the assault level. Um, yeah, where you can go yeah. after ground forces. And then, uh, and then you have pure bomber, like you know, you. And once again, it, it's done up to accuracy, where you have to actually switch into bomber view, like they did in World War. And it looks like the um, bomber equipment they had in World War Two, like you know, the very clunky. Magnifying glass kind of deal. You've ever seen those? Mm. And, and you've got the bombers are also the ones where you have to worry about your plane having an anti-air turret on it. Right. Because fighters will be coming for you, and you can't kill you can't kill fighters with bombs. Right. And you know you've also got to take things like wind into account and elevation. You know, and like I said, that's just uh, that's even on like the arcade mode. You know. The you know when you get to simulation and realistic, well, things get a lot harder and more complex. Like you know, it, it's really you know I think we covered a bit more in the video, but it's really intricate. Um, as you know, as far as the game itself goes, we were all pretty terrible at it. But I think we had fun nonetheless, which is, which is actually a mark for the game's quality because this is not really our forte at all. I mean, okay, I like I like history stuff, but not necessarily military history all that much. You know, but you know, game wise, nobody here is, you know, really a connoisseur of free to play stuff and uh, most MMOs. Or World War II um, games. I used to play a flight simulator back in the day, but that's when my computer actually had a game port on it. Yeah. I'm like, and the, you know, um, you know, and we played a lot of random battles. The audience, uh, the audience in this game was very silent. 
Like, yeah, there were a couple of people yelling when they got rammed into or something, but... But, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not one of those games where you see racial epithets flow across the chat screen every three seconds. Yeah. Which is, and also we had it set... I also had it set for voice chat off, at least when we formed our group, so I don't know if, you know... Right. We would have turned voice chat on if we would have heard the other crew voices, too. Potentially. Potentially. Um, let's see. Uh, as far as uh, the kind of missions uh, you can run, I'll admit this is, this is something we were kind of limited to. One of, the, yeah, like one of the downsides to this game is you, um, you can't, we couldn't do the custom battle uh, unless we had like seven to eight people. We're only three. So we couldn't really test all the modes. We got thrown into like literally random battles. And it's not just a random map, but it's also a random game type. Like, yeah, like we were like, thrown into the same map twice, but it was two different game types. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, one was a uh, who can hold... There were multiple capture zones, and you had to hold more of them for a certain amount of time, and there was another one where there was only one. Yeah, yeah for that first zone. mode, it's basically akin to Conquest if you play Battlefield. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the other mode was King of the Hill. Basically. Yeah, one hill, take it, hold it. Yeah, <clears throat> the flight uh, and the flight uh, mission we played was well uh, bomb the target. That's a uh, that's a really popular one. Or you know shoot down the enemy kind of deal. Yeah, just a big old dog fight and have at it. Yeah, and in the tank battles, sometimes people on it'll say people on the team are joining in on in planes or in bombers and. Presumably, I would not be at all surprised. Rather, if some of the if when you're in the uh, plane mission and there are things going on on the ground, if some of those are players at least. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, continuing on, continuing on with the whole scalability thing, uh, the graphics, like the, the graphics are, and sound and all that stuff, uh, like super flexible. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at uh, like. Uh, if you look at the, like the gulf between the minimum stats and the recommended stats, it's pretty like this is a game that that's been that that you can play on a very wide variety of computers and PlayStation mm-hmm. 4s. Yeah, it, it's available on the PlayStation 4 as well. I'd imagine the PS4 probably doesn't have the realistic mode available in it because. That'd be hard on a controller. I, I I could not say. Nobody here has a PlayStation 4, so... Mm. No. But, yeah. It's like... <laughs> of different control options you have to use in that in, um, in the more difficult control modes, I would be very surprised if they were functional mm. on yeah. consoles. Yeah, it's like this game has partial uh, controller support, but I'm going to say right now, um, you're going to want to play with a keyboard and mouse. Mouse stick your own which one. Which is the simplest yeah. control mode. You can do everything with a controller. The only thing you can't do is immediately jump to the different cameras you have to cycle through them. However, mouse, however, control, control stick control is not the best control for most of this stuff. Uh, point and click to shoot is much more... more 
uh, convenient. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Um, the factions in the game are um, four and a half. I'll, I'll quantify that a bit, bit here because you can play as the Americans, you can play as the British, you can play as the, uh, the Soviets, uh, you can play as the Germans, and you can sort of play as the Japanese. Uh, you can play as the Japanese air forces, but you cannot play as Japanese tank forces. Because Japan didn't really have tanks. Yeah. Yeah, so, Japanese tanks in World War II, I think, were mostly imported from Germany and certainly did not see much use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's probably sticking to realism, but it kind of sucks if you really like that faction for... Possibly pro- uh, problematic reasons, since, you know, access powers and all that. Then again, yeah. if you want to play those missions where you're playing as the Japanese stuff in the Pacific, then... Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... This game does have, like, carrier-based missions where you have to take off from and land on aircraft carriers, and uh, right. I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess that playing as a tank on one of those missions would probably not be very rewarding. No, no, it would not. And well, there is an achievement for shooting down a plane with a tank cannon in simulation mode, so... Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Good luck. You're going to need it. Well, the achievement is called, But How? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, also worth noting is there's no naval combat in this game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're... I don't know what they're planning on adding to the game in terms of, like... Future updates. Yeah, that's something we'll find out when we actually get to interview the devs. Yeah, I don't, I don't foresee like naval battles becoming a thing because that's kind of its own, that, that that's kind of its own military branch. And I could kind of see submarine battles just because they wouldn't be too mechanically different from na- from air battles. Yeah, but like full on, you know, navy battles, I'm not sure they'd be able to implement that well. Yeah. yeah, boats it, are pretty much terrain pieces currently, as are, like, airstrips yeah. and stuff. And I'm not sure if they're planning on adding, like, any more ground vehicles, like, say, Jeeps or APCs. Or, well, um, APC, did APCs exist in World War II, or? Personnel I don't recall. Did. I don't know how much armor they had. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, but you, you get the idea. You know, There were definitely more vehicles than just tanks. Well, there were definitely some quote-unquote tanks that were that were we were playing alongside, that definitely looked a lot more like jeeps with large bazookas built on. I. But I'm talking about like actual jeeps or you know. Yeah. Whatnot. Non-artillery or non. Yeah. You know, it's like. Whatever the word, yeah. And you know, uh, like looking it up, I guess half tracks were about the only thing that could be close to it. Yeah. You know, it's like and, you know, I mean, having, the whole thing goes back to World War One, but yeah, and having jeeps there would be, you know, like that would allow for infiltration kind of missions, or uh, you know, or for like the uh, for like the capture missions, you know, jeeps would be a lot faster. You know, but on the other hand, would be probably uh, you know a lot easier to destroy. And so, not have good guns. Yeah, it's like so. That would be something that would be harder to hard to implement given the current uh, level of weaponry in the game, right? Uh, 
But, yeah, what is there, you know, in terms of content, yeah, there there's a lot of it, but your access to it depends on your level of commitment. If you're a casual player, uh, this is the kind of game you'd probably play for about, ooh, a half an hour. You know, it's like, if you're just actually just going to play it uh, and not invest any money into it, you know, it's like, on the other hand, if you're willing to invest in the ecosystem, I will. This is the kind of game I could definitely see uh, taking hundreds of hours of your life away. Yeah. No. Just because, like, the, you know. The I, one thing that's kind of cool about it is they do have user skins and stuff mm-hmm. that I don't think you have to pay for. No. Also, of you know, if you're looking for accuracy, apparently the. Um, German fighters, they've had the swastikas removed for obvious reasons. Right. But if you're looking for something historical accurate, you're going to have to modify that yourself using the skin editor. Right. And it's worth noting that um, when it comes to modifications, that's all subject to uh, uh, the... Like, um, you know, if they don't like something, uh, they, they can delete it. Well, I think the way at least the skin editor, how it usually works in other games, only you can see that skin. Right. I'm uh, okay. I'm I'm talking more in, like uh, in terms yeah. of actual modding, it's not allowed. Yeah. You know, it's like I, you know, it's actually in there in the agreement uh, that you, you know, it mentions that you you're not allowed to do any modifications, which is pretty standard for a free to play game. Yeah. Because that's where they make their money. Right. This game is making its money uh, very clearly on the vehicles and on the packs. Like, which once again is still a bit surprising, considering that it's got the usual free-to-play stuff. You know, it's uh, you know you, you know you can use money to buy currency, you to buy the lock boxes, to buy the customization, uh, the uh, the cosmetic items and whatnot. Um. But you don't have to do that, and it's not uh, emphasized. It, 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 and that's another thing: there are no timers in this game. Yeah, you know. Well, there there vaguely is, just because you have set number of lives, and given technically pay more to get them. Th- that's just, yeah, like uh, it takes time to repair your premium vehicles or something. But you do have some standby vehicles that are automatically repaired, so you don't have to like stop playing. I'm like, honestly, uh, even though my premium vehicle got destroyed, it was fine the next round. Like, your respawns are based on how many vehicles you have. Uh-huh. You know. Or no, to some extent, so, yeah. Yeah. So the more you put into the ecosystem, technically longer you can be in a round. Right. I think up to a point, because you are only allowed a certain amount of vehicles. Yeah. What well, goes by the amount of crew you have... And I think the mm-hmm. cost for more crew scales upward. It does. I bought so more eventually. Crew have... it... Yeah, I was just gonna say eventually it just gets unreasonable to buy more crew. My like the point first, is, the first new crew costs ten thousand lions. The second new crew costs like fifty thousand lions. Yes, yeah. and then the, the third new crew actually costs like uh, two or three hundred uh, uh, golden eagles. So, yeah. Uh, but when I'm talking about timers, I, uh, you know, you're not, 
you know, you don't have like ten minutes on a map, and then you're then you have to put you have to put like thirty cents in to play more. Mm. You know, it's like or a dollar or however much you know that particular free to play asks. You know, you don't have a limited amount of energy to do a limited amount of moves, and then you have to refill that. You don't have to you don't have to pay to play more rounds in the game. You know, mm-hmm. that's why you know that's why I say this game is largely free of the free to play fuckery that plagues yeah. so, so many others. Like, you know, uh, yeah, industry take note. This is how you do a free to play game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually free to play. And don't get me wrong, there's still plenty of stuff that players who enjoy playing the game will probably really want to spend money on, but right. it's not. Really oh, it's, pushy got, about it. it's got its in, it's got its incentives. Don't get me wrong, but you know it's not bludgeoning you with the free to play elements like after uh, two hours of play. You know, like also this game has no grinding elements to it. Like you don't have to play a mission fifty thousand times or however you know to get enough currency to afford the next set of upgrades or whatever. Like, upgrades are actually flowing pretty regularly when we're playing. Yeah, you get research done during the time that you play, so... Let's see. Uh, The music. The music is definitely very minimalist. Mm -hmm. Just, like, like very quiet trumpets uh, playing, like, as menu music. Yeah, that's really all the music I ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's kind of generic trumpety military march music. Yeah. Uh outside I mean, it's not of that, bad, but it's not the most. And uh, I don't recall hearing any in-game music, although uh there is an option to have internet radio in the game itself. Yeah, and you actually get to pick the source of the internet radio. Mhm. So, have fun. Yeah. I'm like, and you can also uh natively hook this game up to Twitch. So. so I think, theoretically, you might actually be able to play our podcast as an internet radio station. Right. I think you'd have to enter, like, the R- maybe the RSS feed. Something like that. But, yeah, I think you could possibly set it up so our lovely little podcast will be talking to you while you play. Yeah. Well, well you're making a bombing run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else we need to cover? Um, not that I can think of. Yeah. Well, I think everything oh, else. Is, I know. We're forgetting you talk anything. about pricing. Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, we anything ta- else? I think we covered in the video that I'm going to be posting shortly. So. Yeah, I'll say it right now. Um. Uh. When you listen to this review, be sure to um. Petty Fang, give the link to your YouTube uh, channel so they can find the video. I mean, um, give me one second. Because yeah, you're probably going to need to see the accompanying uh, videos uh, to get the full review experience here. Like I said, there there's a lot of information we're not covering here, so that yeah, because we covered in greater depth. Yeah, yeah, like. We I spent a half an hour covering the the various menu functions and all that. So 
I, uh, you know, so this um, review wasn't going to be two hours. So, so if you want more about the mechanics and the specifics about the game, go seek those videos out. but you know, this is a this is the basic coverage and what we thought of it as a game. And I'm like, you know, as a game, it's a you know, it's a really good, uh, if also re- really kind of underrated um, uh, free to play game. Like, I don't really see people talk about War Thunder online. I'm sure it's got its dedicated fans and all that. But I, I've heard that there is a slight bias towards Russian. Both the Russian gear in game and the Russian servers are slightly better. That's uh, that's another thing I'm thinking of. Is like this is probably popular in um, other places, more popular in other places in the world. Okay, to get to my um, YouTube is just YouTube.com/slash/PettyFan45. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, and uh, PettyFan will probably have at least two. Uh, uh, supplemental videos about War Thunder. Yeah. So. Um, well, it depends if it because le- the parts I disconnected, I may have to just cut those be their own videos because. Yeah. Twitch is a butt about me putting videos together. The point is, it's going to be a number of videos that accompany yeah. this review. Be sure to check them out if you're to get the full informed uh, discussion because, um, like when it comes to pricing. Uh, we cover that in the um, uh, tw- we covered that in the Twitch presentation because um, as I've mentioned throughout the through the review, the game is free to play. You don't need to invest any money into it. Like, but as ter- in terms of DLC, um, you know, just for just the Steam stuff. The, the, the Steam's because there are like two levels of DLC from what I've seen. There's like the stuff that's on Steam, and then there's the stuff on the um, actual storefront. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you know, buy War Thunder Steam Pack, and uh, that's thirty dollars, and like the the downloadable content on Steam adds up to about a hundred and thirty-five dollars. But we definitely saw more on the actual storefronts. Yeah, the game itself is free to play, and you can get a good amount of a good experience out of it for free. Uh, if you choose to pay for it, there is quite a lot of paying to do. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we cover what's in the actual packs a lot more in the video. So, um, but just a general rule of thumb, there you're looking at 20 to $30 on average. Some are going to be less or more expensive, but those are more of the exceptions rather than the rules. And and the, the Steam packs do include a warning note to be careful you don't buy anything that's redundant with what you already have because uh, yeah, they yeah. won't do refunds. Yeah. Uh, like, also worth noting, uh, you can use your Steam account to hook right up to the game. Uh, you know, it's got a login client and all that stuff, but if you have a Steam account, you can just connect that up, so that means it uses Steamworks. You know, but you don't have to have Steam to play this game either. Oh. 
It's like you just download the client from the website, from the War Thunder website. Um, do we know what operating systems, as far as PC goes, this works with? Is it just Windows or Mac, PC, Linux? Uh, let me see. I think it. I think it's. Um, yeah, yeah. So on that note, it's a. Um, it's for Windows, Linux, Macs, and PlayStation Four, and it's cross-platform. Hmm. Like. I, I, I'm not sure if the console version's in that cross-platform, but it, it you know, yeah. that means it really doesn't matter what operating system you have, you should be able to play this game. Yeah, as long as your specs are up to snuff, which they should be, because this can go pretty low. Yeah, it, it can go low, it can go high. It can go very yeah. high, too. I was able to play on high settings. I don't know what you guys were playing at. Um, I was on low. Yeah, fairly low because, you know, not minimum but low. Yeah. You know, I play. You know, I have a laptop, so. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have a desktop with a brand new graphics card, so it's let's go, baby. (laughs) Well, like I said, this you know this is a free-to-play game, so it has to be that kind of scale. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, so final thoughts on uh, War Thunder here. It's one of those interesting games that if you're into, like, military shooters and want something different other than Call of Duty, give it a try. And, yeah, like, if you have, like, a USB flight stick or something, give it a whirl. Because it would be kind of interesting to play with this with an actual flight stick because it supports the controlling for it. I'd say if you also have any interest in actual military history, this is a uh, this is a good game to play, because like, oh go ahead, yeah, because it's striving for historical accuracy. Like, I, I'm willing to bet that the historical detail in this game is actually rather insane. Like, you know, the maps we were playing on actually mirror the actual landscapes and kind of deals. Yeah, like when we were playing, they were actually celebrating D-Day because mm-hmm. it was. It's D-Day weekend as of recording. Yeah. All right. Um, so, at the very least, you can, you know, I can hardly recommend that you try um, War Thunder. It, you know, it doesn't cost you anything, and it won't annoy you to death, like, mm-hmm. like so many other free-to-play games I could mention. Yeah, like there wasn't even an option to have it like email you shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. At least when you sign up. There's one thing where you, like, get a reward if you like it on Facebook, and you could get bonuses for linking friends and getting them to join, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't, like, super push that even, so... Yeah. No, it's like, you know, it's worth playing just because it doesn't do all the typical free-to-play shitty tropes that nobody likes. Yeah. 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 Hell, we didn't, people even, just, we didn't even initially realize that there was an option to buy gold eagles, which are the premium currency in the game, because you have to, like, go to the website and yeah. find it through there. Yeah, yeah, like, just internally, it's all done with the, um, you know, internal currency. Like, yeah, and, and you can get by, in a lot of games when there's a premium currency like the golden eagles are, you can only get it with real money. In this game, the exchange rate is a little bit steep, but you can buy Golden Eagles with the other currencies. Right. Anyway, uh, like, um, be sure to watch the videos that uh, would accompany this. 
Yeah, they'll, I, I don't know if I'll get them up tonight or tomorrow, but they should be up by Wednesday at the uh, latest. We'll probably have an update that on the Wednesday show. Yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, uh, the Fragments of Silicon schedule is going to look a little different this week. Um, our Tuesday morning interview got delayed to Friday because of scheduling issues, you know, which is actually kind of a relief because it's the week before E3. So, yeah, a lot of scrambling going on around, but let's just say. But... Uh, Oh, uh, and also spoilers for what next week's fragments topic is going to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, but that that's next week. Yeah, this week, I'm not. We're not exactly sure yet of what we're doing. That's what we're going to figure out next. Uh, anyway, um, this week we're going. Yeah, uh, we're going to have uh, Mitch get, Mitch from Hairbrain Schemes uh, once again. We're going to be talking about uh, their upcoming Dungeon Crawler Necropolis. And on Friday, we're going to be talking with Phil Elliott of the Square Enix Collective again. You know, they just revealed like about four or five games a few weeks ago that they're publishing. You know, we'll uh, catch up with Fear Effect Sedna. We'll see what else that they're doing. Like, a lot of stuff there. And as far as MSP goes, um, as far... It's uh, slated to be on because uh, Mac is getting back from Acon on Tuesday. All right, so be sure to tune in um, all throughout the week, and I wish you good gaming.